Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today I want to talk about my principles and theories when working with horses. I truly believe you have to have a value system that you stick by and stand by and if you do you'll always be happy with the outcome of the situation no matter what. I always say that Rome is not built in a day and that it takes time brick by brick to work with your horses and get them where you want to be. So the first thing that's important to me is trust and respect and I want that to be both ways. I want my horse to trust me. I want to be able to trust my horse. I want my horse to respect me and I want to respect them. I truly believe that you have to have communication and body language with them through cues um, as well as your body language. It's important to me that um, number two, I have a connection with them, that I listen to them, that I let them have a say. So that all goes back to the whole idea of trust and respect. If I'm always passive and letting them always pick how we're going to do things, I'm not going to get a whole lot of respect from them, but I would probably get their trust. But if I listen to them and negotiate with them sometimes in a more assertive way that they're willing to put in an effort, but maybe be slightly different then um, then we can have mutual respect and trust built up I don't always have to dominate the situation and do it my way 100% unless of course it's going to get me hurt or ran over or bit or kicked or something something not good or get them hurt so um, again all of that ties in together so listening to my horse letting them have a say um, if it's a sensitive horse, I might do things differently than I would with a horse that's more uh, pushy or or dull, that situation. Um, the third thing that's important to me is making the wrong thing difficult and the right thing easy. Again, I'm going to handle it depending on the horse that I'm working with. If I have a really sensitive horse that just doesn't want to stand still or is very nervous, I might do something as simple as face flexing left and right until when I release them, they do want to stand and relax. So um, the other thing is that uh, you know, you if you reward that good effort, um, they learn that if they do the right thing, that the pressure goes away and they get to rest or be petted or rewarded. Um, and that's when the wrong thing, difficult, right thing, easy really starts to work. In some horses, you may have to work them harder um, to get them to pay attention or, or repeat the exercise again and then you can quit on a good note or a try. So again, um, I don't necessarily mean making the wrong thing difficult by being uh, aggressive or, or hard to them, harsh, but sometimes you do need to work their lungs a little bit to tell their brain to renegotiate a better idea. Um, but again, it depends on the horse. That may work more for a horse that's a little bit more dominant or pushy versus the very sensitive horse. It also matters on history. Um, if they have a bad history of being mistreated or not listened to, that can also pay, play a factor. Or they could just be a much more sensitive type horse. Um, 
The next thing that's important to me is um, you'll spend the entire career of your horse desensitizing and sensitizing them. You want to desensitize them enough that they're calm and not spooky, but you want them sensitive enough that they're light and responsive. So you're always walking a yin and a yang type situation trying to get that balance with your horse. Um, you don't want them spooking of every uh, tree limb that blows in the wind, but yet you don't want them dull to your aids and not moving when you give a slight cluck or put a slight pressure on the rein or the leg on them. So again, it's just that riding at that happy medium place in your groundwork and your saddle work. Um, the next thing that's really important, important to me, the fifth thing, is um, setting up my sessions for yes answers. I don't want to set my horse up to fail, so I want to make sure that when I am working with a horse, I am, I'm giving them tools they need to be able to give me the right answer. So I set them up for a win, not a fail. So I make sure that I've taught them what they needed to know to give me the correct answer. So again, if I want to loose rein woe in the saddle, as an example, I want to be certain they understand how to woe with no pressure on a lunge line when I'm on the ground with them. So it just flows from the ground into the saddle. So you've set them up for a yes answer. Um, and that can be anything from face flexing to leg laterals to circle work to, you know, fancy maneuvers, body collection, you name it. So again, you've got to give them the tools. I always feel like I've failed a horse if they buck or bolt or, or do something wrong because I feel like I didn't give them what they needed to do it right. I either skip steps or miscued or something to that effect. So I don't get mad at them. I get more disappointed in myself. My sixth principle that's very important to me is whatever I'm doing, I can't get hurt, they can't get hurt, and the session always ends calmer than it begins. And that's very important too. So I never put myself in a situation, for instance, a horse that doesn't tie, I'm not going to tie them off hard where they can get hurt. Maybe a horse that bolts out of the trailer, I'm certainly not going to get behind them or untie them after I've opened the door where they can hurt themselves by busting off um, in situations, putting themselves in a bad way. Uh, if I know a horse is claustrophobic, I'm not going to put them in tight situations where they don't have an out. Um, I'm going to try to work on all of those situations um, and get my horse over that, whatever the case might be. So um, I'm going to try to set us up for a calm session by the time that we're done and make sure that neither of us could get hurt during that session. And number seven, which is what TLC is based on, is riding with heart. And that means to put the horse first always ahead of the competition. And um, a lot of people don't do that. Your gut feeling tells you not to run your horse because they seem sore. But you do it anyways because maybe you paid your entry fee or you think they might be okay. And then afterwards, God forbid, they tear a tendon or ligament or something. Um, or the ground's bad and they slip and fall or whatever. So, um, or just running them when they don't feel good or, or not training them for the level that they need to be at and pushing them too soon or too often. So again, riding with heart matters, putting the horse first matters. And that's a big one for me. Um, 
so I, as I think about all the things um, with horses, um, I think I mentioned a connection with them. If I didn't, that's my next one, number eight. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm, I have that connection with them on the ground, in the saddle, that I listen to them. I let them have a say. I may not always let them get their, their way. For instance, if I'm taking Rocky out of um, tacking him up and we're leading to the arena and he wants to stop and eat grass, I'm not going to let him. I might let him when we're done and I give him a bath and, and he's been a good boy for his ride. I'll let him have some grass time afterwards or uh, things like that but um, I don't always let him say what we're going to do but another instance would be maybe a horse um, you know is nervous about leaving the farm or their friends or whatever um, and I might you know find a way to communicate with them in a way that gets their focus on me but I don't necessarily be really really hard on them because I know that they're stressed out so again it depends on the horse other horses you may have to work more but again I'm trying to listen to the horse if they start behaving poorly in competition I'm going to find out why are they sore are they not feeling well do they have an ulcer am I um, not doing the proper diet nu nutrition is it their feet uh, maybe they're not balanced or shod correctly it can be a multiple thing so I try to listen to my horse and get more opinions if I have to from a second vet um, you know or a second farrier or whichever you know you just have to really you know listen to them and even in their training you don't always know their history and they may have trigger spots and you have to learn how to work around it so again all of these are just some of my ideas with training horses and working with horses they're my principles and theories that I stick by and um, and just what I believe in and I hope that uh, it gives you some things to think about and things that may help you with your horses. And, um, and as always, ride with heart and thank you for listening to my podcast.